amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man child, Johnny Carlick. Winter is coming. Winter is coming, Johnny. Well, winter is coming in HBO, but winter is not coming outside. It is I getting don't know. It's Chicago. Out. We don't fucking I know. I saw something on Facebook my aunt posted. So my aunt and uncle live in Michigan. My cousin and her boyfriend live in Wisconsin, and we're here in Chicago. And I saw something. My aunt posted something about snow. And I said, don't you put that juju on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that voodoo don't curse you, on me, Ricky yeah, Bobby. Don't you put that voodoo curse on me. As Welcome into the Rick and Johnny podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer. Johnny Carlick sitting across the table from me. This is where we talk about everything in nerd news, superheroes, movies, entertainment, TV shows, basically everything under the two nerdy sons and... Boy, do we got a jam-packed show. We're talking Game of Thrones. We're talking Joaquin Phoenix. And him being the Joker. Is he the Joker that we truly deserve, Johnny? And then we're going to talk Shazam. Johnny will give his kind of review thoughts because he was not on the Shazam review with us. And we're going to talk about did Shazam prove if we really don't need to worry about DC movies anymore. But before we get into everything, make sure to check us out on Patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast that's where you can go and support mvp we've got a bronze level a silver membership a gold membership giving you all juiciness that you can get extra for helping support mvp one of those being the new mvp discord server you can jump on you can talk to johnny you can talk to myself you can talk to any of the guys from mvp and the patrons from most valuable podcast so go check that out link down below in the description But Johnny, let's get started with everything today. We are going to start with some Game of Thrones as we are a week away. We are recording this on Sunday, April 7th. Next week, when we get to April 14th, it will be Game of Thrones finally here for us. And this is where we're going to give kind of like our last preview, our last predictions before we get the season eight, the final season next week. Johnny, I want to start off with you. Episode one, next week. What do you think we're going to see in that first episode? Oh, just final prediction of the whole season. Everyone dies. In that first episode. Everyone's dying. No, no, in that no first... full season. Oh, just, okay. Everyone dies. No, Everyone dies at the end. Night King's on the throne. Good day, everybody. No, everyone dies. Oh, even the Night King <laughs> and the White Walkers. Okay, I see how we're going here. <laughs> Everyone dies, and George R.R. R. Martin comes out and sees, ha-ha, last time, you suckers. He walks out in the middle of the set and goes, <laughs> wiener, 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 wiener. Oh man, would that be an ending? Would that be an ending? <laughs> I would to be Game mad, but I would also be impressed. But go ahead. What are you expecting? First off, we'll say this oh, season. God. What are you expecting yeah, as we sit a week we away? Pre- 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> God almighty, I don't know. I have to, because I, mm. I told you before the podcast, I have a Deadpool to make. Still. Uh, you do. Um, And with a different group of uh, people mm. I, that are watching it as well, um, they've set up a Deadpool who's going to die throughout the season, who's going to become White Walkers. Yeah. And it's all point-based, so you could win. I could possibly not. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this podcast is going to be very uh, helpful in me making my final decisions on that. Johnny's like, I have to pick wisely with this last season. But episode one has already been screened earlier on this week, and there are some people that have kind of, like, not spoiled things, but kind of what we can can expect. Yeah. And let's be honest, the, the thing I love most about hearing from the first episode, no filler. No filler, no filler at all. That it's basically, it gets right to the chase, and that there's not going to be a ton of setup this season, it I'm surprised like. that the, like, episode one is, I don't want to call it filler, but it's good. I thought episode one would be a It's going to be a lot of recap, I would think. A recap, and not to mention, like, setting up for war. Mm-hmm. Maybe start, like, maybe in the, like, you see the scene in the, the trailer. It's mm-hmm. trailer number two, technically, where the Night King, the, fo- the horse step just... One foot. Yeah. And um, my thought would be like, that's basically where season or episode one ends. Mm-hmm. That's what I that's what I would think. Well, and and that's the thing with the White Walkers and the Army of the Dead. Are we going to see them barrel through the Night's Watch at the top, have that fight? Are they going to kind of barrel through some of the North already to where how close are they going to get to Winterfell? After that, first. I think that's what it's going to be. Is like you're going to see Winterfell. So you think again. they get? Are you saying just I get, to they get two Winterfell at the end of episode one? Yes. Okay. Because I, I think it's going to be like, and they said it's going to be no filler. It's mm-hmm. gonna, so it's going to be like that. You're going to show like maybe jump arounds like some ep- episodes mm-hmm. do, where it's going to be showing them barreling through and m- making their way to Winterfell because they're going to build their army as much as they can. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Night King wants his army as big as possible, so there's like no threats against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you're going to have the Northerners getting ready. Mm-hmm. You have Cersei's side story of the gold, like getting the Golden Company or whatever the, is that what the, the gold, yeah, golden the mercenaries company. are called? It's either the Golden Company or the Golden Compass. I think it's the Golden Company. Yeah. Um, whatever she's getting for her army coming her over, army. like Euron is bringing them over yeah. um, from the east to the west. So I mean that's my thought is they're gonna that that's where it's gonna all of episodes one one's really gonna be we mm-hmm. might see um Tormund Giantsbane was at the Night's Watch at the end of season seven wasn't he I I thought he was at Winterfell that's what I thought maybe I don't remember because the I'll, let, have to, I'll have to recap beforehand of course it's been so long since season seven yeah um but the meme I've just seen throughout the internet that was the last thing I thought we saw is like him and Brienne. Or Brienne. Yeah. Where it was basically like... Oh, he likes her. He so. does. But it's like, I thought he was at Winterfell with everybody and wasn't up at the Night's Watch. I'm going to have to recap now because I don't remember. Oh, dude, this whole... I know he was supposed to be so watching. The, this whole The week, Wildlings are supposed to be watching Winterfell. True. Or um, the Night's Watch. Yeah. Castle this Black. Is, this whole week for me is basically today we're recording on Sunday. Yeah. It is the holiest of thou, uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> um, so I get to watch WrestleMania and then this entire week... Is just going to be me streaming and binge-watching Season 7 Game of Thrones to get ready for next Sunday, which is Game of Thrones episode or Season 8, Episode 1. I am predicting, or I am thinking, 
episode one is going to be the action in the White Walkers and the Army of the Dead making its way down to Winterfell. Yeah. Everything else is going to be about reunions at Winterfell. You've got Jon seeing Sansa and Arya for the first time in a long time. That's one reunion. Then you've got Daenerys meeting them. Oh, hey, have you met my girlfriend slash aunt, Daenerys? Um, I don't know she's my aunt yet, but we'll get to that later. Um, Bran, who's also there, is going to be, it's kind of like a little Stark reunion. Yeah. John gets to reunite with John. You've got Jamie, who's going to reunite with John and John. John and Sam. Thank you okay. for catching me there. I just want to make sure I'm like, Sam, is there someone I'm not thinking of? No, John and Sam are going to reunite. Then you also have Jamie. And Tyrion, but then Tyrion and Sansa, but then you also have, oh, I'm trying to think, of, am I missing one? Yeah, that's um, right. I almost forgot about the Jamie thing, because he's not made it to Winterfell either No, yet. he hasn't. The last thing we saw from him was he told Cersei, I am fighting for humans. He's like, I am fighting. I am going down there to help. Bitch, I'm out. Yeah, I am, I am here to help. And the thing that's interesting is I've heard that, oh, is it Bron- like Bronze character who... The one that's basically like, I want my castle, and has been kind of like Jamie's main bro throughout yeah. the entire thing and helped save Jamie in season seven. His actor has even come out and said that, hey, you know what? Everyone kind of likes me right now. People may not like me in season eight like they did, which makes me think, okay, he's going to be on the side of Cersei, and that's why we're going to hate him because we just, we hate Cersei because. Duh, like, how do you not hate Cersei? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be on her side, which is going to make us hate him. I just can't wait for all the drama between Daenerys and the Starks and Jon kind of being in the middle, but then Bran dropping the bomb on Jon Snow that he's a Targaryen, which, holy shit, what does that mean between me and you? And then maybe when the White Walkers do get to Winterfell, do we see, does Daenerys at the end of episode one get to see her dragon, her child, who she thought was dead, is alive. Yeah. I think that's a good, it's going to be a hefty season one, especially mm-hmm. with each episode being an hour and a half now. Well, a hefty episode one. Well, in, but in general, yeah. a hefty I just ep- wanted to correct because you said season one. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I didn't want people to think, well, we already saw season one, Johnny. Johnny, come but on. A hefty episode one. Yeah, I think it's going to be a hefty episode one because we have a lot of things going through here mm-hmm. that we need to see. Uh, like we said, there's going to be this... The part where Jamie needs to uh, make it to Winterfell. Uh-huh. Part where we need to see what's happening in Winterfell. We need to see what's happening with Cersei and the Golden Company. Mm-hmm. Then we got to see what the White Walkers are doing in the Whites. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to be making their way through Castle Black, down through the north to Winterfell. And mm-hmm. I think that's all going to be in Season 1. And everything at Winterfell, not just preparations, but like you said, there's going to be the reveal of Bran too. And they might hold off on that reveal though. You don't think we'll get it in episode one? They might. They may do episode one, or they may wait till two or three. Mm-hmm. Wait for the White Walker fight to be over, mm-hmm. and Brand when they start arguing over the the or not even arguing over the the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. It, they may like. No, you know what? It might make an inter- more interesting wrench to have it before the fight. Maybe make that like. Maybe throw it in. Maybe throw it in episode one, but it shows John going over to the tree. So maybe that's like an episode two or three like, type thing. I could imagine it being like Sansa and Arya and John are having a nice reunion. Yeah. And Bran just sitting there weird in his wheelchair and just drops like a chilling fact of like, 
But he's not even a Stark. No, he's he's not truly a Stark because yeah, he's he, half Stark. He's not truly a Stark. And it's like, everyone looks like, what the no, hell no, are you talking about? No, it'd be funny, though. He says it like that because he always talks in riddles and he's like, yeah, we know he's a bastard, mm-hmm. Bran. We, we're done with that part. Mm-hmm. No. His, his, like his parentage. Yeah. I think that John's going to find out in episode one that he's a Targaryen. Because yeah. I also think that creates that weird kind of relationship between him and Daenerys. Yeah. To where it's like, oh, what are we? Should we even be a thing? And then if they freaking drop everything of like, oh, I'm pregnant. Well, shit. Because here's the thing yeah. I'm thinking. Why would they show them having sex if they weren't going to lead to a baby between? I think they're going to. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not odd for Targaryens to inbreed. Yeah. And I mean, do you think. Because they said that before in the early part of the series. Let me ask you this then. Do you think at the end, after everything in season eight is all undone. Yeah. Do you think we get the possibility of both, not one on the Iron Throne. John and Daenerys on the Iron Throne with pregnant Daenerys. I think that I think that's where where we're going to end up to where both of them are king and queen, and they have their lineage of yes, we are going to give birth. to Basically, child. bringing this whole thing full circle and bringing it back to a Targaryen being on the the throne. Basically, like, yeah. is that and that's a positive ending, or do we get a negative ending? It's that, or I'm thinking, if anything, John. Because Game of Thrones, anything can happen. They that's can. The thing I love about Basically, it. Basically, except you no know, one John. Is safe. I mean, John's John can't die. We all know that. No, John. John died before, and then came back. Exactly. John. John gets the. <laughs> we um, will John back into existence. <laughs> it's the protagonist card. Mm-hmm. Well, not just that. I remember when John died, fans went ape shit. They did, and it seemed like, well, no, 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 he's back. He's back. We brought him back. I think he They're actually... Happy, right? I wonder if that was supposed to happen anyways, though. I have no idea. It was way too coincidental um, for us not to make the joke of like... Yeah. You, no, no, no. We brought him back. We're, we're fine. Protect don't, his don't powers. Activate. Um, but no, I. to me, I don't know at the end of this season. Are we going to get a happy ending or a bad ending? Like, I am kind of preparing for a negative, sad ending. Unless it's going to be something along the lines of... Uh, like John makes it to like what is it six six episodes right? Yeah, John makes it to like episode five and a half, five or five and a half, and I would say he's got to go out like as a, a man of the people. So he's not gonna just gonna eight episodes, eight episodes really. Mm-hmm. I thought we we're yeah. getting only six. No, we're getting eight. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah, and oh, they're that's... supposed to be a little bit longer. No, yeah, they're supposed to be half hour. I was lied to. Yeah. I was lied to. Google said eight. Wikipedia says six, so you're right. Yeah. I thought it was six episodes, hour and, and a half long, each. And they're longer episodes, yeah. Because yeah. Um, it's funny to me, like, even if you look at who each is directed by. Yeah. So episode one and two are directed by the same person, David Nutter. Mm-hmm. He also has episode four. Then you have episode three and five are the same person, Miguel um S- Sapochnik, I hope I said that right, Sapochnik. And then the last one is, I believe, the writers of Game of Thrones, the made ones, in Betnoff and um, Weiss, Weiss, um, the main two guys at the end who have, yeah, the main guys who wrote three through six are going to direct the very last one. So I'm expecting also one and two kind of to be 
the storylines, there might be some that slip over into number two. Yeah. Because we've got the directors that are like, we've got Nutter for the first two. So, of course, it's like, okay, let's have, you could have this story kind of stretch over into two because you're still going to have the same director for it. Now, they're written by different guys, which completely could mean other things. One's written by Dave Hill. The other's written by Brian Cogman. But I think directing-wise, the first two episodes are going to be very, very similar in style because also you can look at it. And I don't remember the exact way it broke down. You would have to go back season by season Mm -hmm. and see, like, okay, when this guy directed, this is what we saw. But you could kind of look at the directors and go, okay— when we've seen him directing an episode, this is the type of episode that we have seen in the past. That's true. I didn't think about that. Um, I'm just I've been trying to think about like how I feel like the I, who's gonna survive what and mm-hmm. who's going to like how each episode's gonna and that's what I've been thinking about for a few minutes while you were well. What's going on in that head? Kind of uh, I've, get those so gears turning. And right now, I'm just thinking, you know what? With some of the scenes that we're looking at in the, the trailer and everything, and obviously, you know, some of the scenes could even be a farce with how mm-hmm. a lot of people, like a lot of uh, producers and directors are showing, throwing out videos and stuff to mm-hmm. throw people off the trail. So, that, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Because like, Game of Thrones is very secretive about what they do. Well, and just let me throw this out. So... Yeah. The last time we saw um, Miguel Sapochnik direct a Game of Thrones episode was season six. He directed episodes nine and ten. Battle of the Bastards, The Winds of Winter. And what episodes is he doing? And he's doing three and five. Three and five. So to me, I'm already thinking maybe the Nutter episodes. So one and two are very narrative based. Yeah. Three, we get a big battle scene. Three is going to be the the Battle of the Whites. Four is very narrative-based. Five, then, is going to be a big battle scene. Battle of the Golden Company. And then six is just going to be the ending, which anything Ending, wrapping everything up, final, like... Bingo. Because, I mean, I'm trying to even look to see... In season seven, we didn't get... Did we get the main writers? Yeah, the main writers hadn't directed anything. Um, in season six or season seven. So, I mean, we already know, and you probably have planned it out perfectly, that maybe season or episode three is the White Walker battle, and then episode five is the Golden Company So battle. one and two, I'm still going to get, like, okay, so th- I'm going to change one thing. Like, okay. it will still have the Whites in there and, like, their run through of the North, but mm-hmm. they're not going to, that footstep down at Winterfell is not going to be until episode like end of episode two mm-hmm. i'm just stretching it out a little bit farther the thing with jamie is gonna go between episodes one and two and it's it'll give better time and pacing then mm-hmm. especially for this whole john daenerys and john's lineage storyline yeah. that'll help with the the double the stretch of two um uh episodes why well, couldn't I think of the word episodes <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's what's going to happen. I mean, we're going to probably see Cersei go through some betrayal um, feelings and when she mm-hmm. finds out that Jamie left as well. Yeah. So I'll make for an interesting story arc. So the last episodes, and I'm going back again. So the last episodes we have seen where David Nutter has um, directed Game of Thrones mm-hmm. is at the very end of, what is this, season four? Am I, man? 
season five. And here's what happened in both of his episodes. So episode nine was called D- The Dance of Dragons. Um, during a snowstorm, Stannis's camp is sabotaged when Ramsay's party destroys the camp siege equipment and food storages while, while inflicting heavy losses on the army's horses. Sending Davos to the wall to ask for supplies, Stannis reluctantly allows um, Melisandre's to sacrifice Shireen, burning her alive at the stake. Despite her and um, Selassie's, I hope I said that right, um, objection, Snow and the other, or Snow and the others, return to the Wall, allowing the wildlings to pass south. In Dorne, Doran permits Jaime and Bronn to return to King's Landing with Marcellus, provided. Um, to Tristan accompany them and serve on the small council um, in O'Baron's stead. The former also pardons Sand and her daughters in Bravos. Arya spots Trant accompanying Mace, um, Majuri's father, and the master of coin. In Marine, the fights um, in the Dezank pit um, begin, and Daenerys is stunned to see the Mormont. So already. I'm not even all the way through it. I'm going to stop there. Already, this is more of a narrative-based story, where the other one was Mother's Mercy, where you, you've you got... um, where I'm looking here, kind of reading really quick. Upon reaching the Red Keep... um, Yeah, it's all the kind of fallout of Stannis burning that, allowing Melisandre to do this, and it was all of, like, the Melisandre backstory and all her kind of... What's going on there? Mm-hmm. Um, the only because lo- yeah, she is supposed to return to die. Yes, in uh, Westeros because she's, she's still east. Yeah, she's still in Essos, and she's supposed mm-hmm. to come back. And she, her prediction was she dies in Westeros as well as well as um, Valeris, I think it is the mm-hmm. bald, heavy set yes. dude. He's supposed to die there too. Mm-hmm. So those two are supposed to die via the season, which. Not that big a loss mm-hmm. overall, uh, except for the one that can resurrect John. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Melisandre is, she resurrected John, so yeah. John dies again. It's going to be a fun season. I can't wait yeah, no, I'm for excited. this Game of Thrones season. I will ask you this, kind of the final wrap it up. Who for sure dies? If you had to give a death count, who do you, not all of them, but who do you think like oh, for sure? You okay, took away not all leaving. the fun. Um, I'm gonna go Cersei for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, I'm trying to think of everyone that's even in the season right now. Um, I'm gonna go. Let's see, Cersei, Tyrion's gonna live. Jamie dies. Uh, I'm like on the fence about Jamie dying. Maybe, think, maybe not. I think I, he might. I think Jamie. I think Arya's sacrificial. Die. I was gonna go Sansa instead of Arya. Either or. I, I'm, I'm I, gonna I, go I kinda, Sansa over I kinda, Arya. I want to kind of lean towards both. Really? Mm-hmm. Why you say that? I want to hear why, just, why you want with me, think both. I'm thinking with the way I'm thinking it through is basically with Arya. She's gonna get caught in her cockiness is gonna get the better of her or her confidence, I should say, is gonna get the better of her. Where somebody is going to get the better hand, and she's just going to die to where it's going to be a shock to all of us. I'm going to say... Sansa is more of like a... Because I don't think Sansa is going to be in the heat of battle. She's not going to be in the heat of battle. I feel like there's going to be something else that happens. What? 
I don't know. I don't know okay. what though. I, I didn't know if you had like an exact thought. I'm gonna like, also say roll a dice, either mm. Tormund or uh, Brienne of Tarth, one mm-hmm. one of the two of them. Yeah. Are we also gonna get a backstabber too? I think there's gonna be a backstabber somewhere. But the question is who? One of the basically Varys to, is what, who I was thinking of earlier. By the way, to pull a wrestling term into this, will one of the faces turn heel? <laughs> will one of the faces um, turn from good guy to bad guy? Either I'm going to say also Theon or his sister. I'm, I know I'm kind of uh, doing a lot of coin toss ones. Does Gendry die? Hmm, that's a good question. Because technically he's the last living son from Baratheon. I think they're going to. Ha- I think Gendry lives. Okay. Kind of like bringing everything, almost bringing everything back to a. Because um, he's supposed to make himself a weapon too. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a hammer of dragon glass. Think so? Uh, I think Is it's going to be because you're digging the hammer. I, no, because he he was like really like he brought his own hammer beforehand. Okay, and he's really I think if he's gonna make himself a weapon, I think it's gonna be a mm-hmm. um, a a dragon glass war hammer. Not necessarily saying the whole head mm-hmm. is made of it, but maybe like the spike on it, and maybe the flat part of the head yeah. has dragon glass just for the impact of mm-hmm. it needs to be made of dragon glass. Yeah, I yeah. I just can't wait to see his weapon. Maybe Jorah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Jorah might. You know what? You know what I'm thinking now? Huh. Bron. Bron's going to die. You want to know why? He ain't going to get his castle. Yeah. And what's the only way to keep him from getting his castle? Yes, Cersei dying, but the ultimate one is him dying. It'd either, it'd either be Wouldn't him it dying. Wouldn't be ironic if he he died in the Golden Compass battle in Jamie's arms? Like, that would be kind of hitting to where it's like, he saved my life. And now I'm watching him die on the battlefield. Maybe, or or if, if Jamie has to kill him, Jamie has to be the one to kill. I him. would say, what if they have to have the sword? What if the, the sword be, fight? The two of them have to have a sword fight. And then, hey, the only way I'm getting past you is if I kill you. And then Jamie has to kill him. Kills Jamie. Cersei realizes you killed Jamie on the battlefield. Has him offed, yeah. or yeah. or or put into the. Uh, the torture chamber. Yeah, no, that could work too. I think that's how that would go down because that could totally work too. I think that's how that would go down. I could see it either way. I could see Jamie killing him or Jamie. I think in the end, though, too, him getting tortured. I think go in ahead. the end, end Bran is going to just head up north, 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 like past gonna, the wall, north. He's going to become the three, like three eyed raven. He's already the three eyed raven, but, but he's like, going to be like the ultimate three eyed raven in his yeah. final form. His final form. <laughs> Any final thoughts on Game of Thrones before we wrap this? Show oh again? God, I might have to pull out the D twenty and just go out, go at it. <laughs> just start rolling. Nope, you live. Nope, you die. Nope, you live. You know who's <laughs> critical one that, hit. You know who's one I'm not prepared to see die. Huh. Tyrion. No, I don't, don't want to see him uh, die. I don't want to either. I don't want to see him die. I mean, I wonder if he's going to be in the battle again because he was in a battle before, but he wasn't. I am totally expecting everyone to die, but I'm hoping that some characters do not die. <laughs> Certain characters, yeah. Like Jon Snow. I could honestly care less if Daenerys dies. I'll be completely honest. I would see it would, I don't really like Daenerys. I would see it would be an interesting... Um, um, Not story arc, but like a little... Like interest mm-hmm. to see if like one of the other of either Tormund or <coughs> Brienne of Tarth. Mm-hmm. One of the two of them dies while in battle together. Yeah. And like let's say it's Tormund... She actually shows that she actually does at least have some feelings feelings for him, whether it be like at least friendship, whereas like she kind of scoffed at him generally. I'm going to wipe my eye. You're making me tear up, Johnny. (laughs) 
Oh, you're making me tear. Like, or that, Tormund, she like just sees. I want to see them together. Does any? Does does truly anyone have to die? Like, do we have to kill anybody? Let's can we just do the ending? Yeah, let's just all be one happy family. But this is where <laughs> you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below about um, season eight of Game of Thrones. How pumped are you for it? Who's gonna die? What do you think's gonna happen? All that juiciness. Let us know down below in that comment section. But Johnny, let's move on into our next topic, and what we are taking a look at is. The Joker, Joker, or I think it's just called Joker, um, one of the newest movies. We had gotten snips of this. We knew it was coming. It wasn't like something that completely shocked us. But Joaquin Phoenix will be the Joker in a new DC movie later this year. I believe it's coming out in October. After seeing the trailer, if you have not seen it, I'm going to put it down in the, in the description for everybody I want to ask you this question, Johnny. Is Joaquin Phoenix the Joker that we truly deserve? Is that how we're going to view him after we see this movie later this year? I'm hoping so. But I, Which I know Heath Ledger fans are going to get mad that I even asked that question. Yeah, I know. They are. But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, pardon me. I, I do want to say yes, but obviously we can't really tell that until we finally see the movie. Because right now what they're showing... Because what, what are you thinking based off the trailer? What we're so, showing is like a nice descent into madness, mm -hmm. which is great. I'm really hoping like it, it show we're getting what it shows. That's mm -hmm. what I'm hoping. But I mean, how many times have we also been scorned by trailers? Yeah, well, that's like... So it's like, I want like to, Pete, but... who's been on the WrestleMania podcast, who's been on the wrestling podcast with us, we were talking to a group of people and one person said, hey... BVS's trailer didn't look bad. No, it didn't. And I was like, oh, we don't talk about that movie. Yeah, um, so and I mean, not to mention that's also DC. There is a point. Yeah, we're going to get into that. We though. will. Um, I was kind of conflicted on which one of those segments to, to put talk first. about that. And yeah. I talked about this one, but this is something where I saw it and I was like, yes, give me this. Give me a backstory to the Joker because I know there's people out there like Dave that's like, I don't need a backstory to the Joker. The fact that I don't know his origin is really the coolest thing about it, that he's just a deranged man-mad and I a mad man, and I don't need to know why he is like that. But for me, I look at this and I go, first off, is this a true Joker origin story, or is this going to be just one of those where we've seen it so many times in Batman movies and cartoons and everything of like you think this is the joker's origin but there's so many out there it's like this is just what one person thinks is the joker's origin that's a cool concept too to think about because um, like we've seen it towards like no this is his origin no this is his origin and it's kind of like it's a mystery thing of like no one truly knows how he became the joker honestly this might even be just the um the start of like, hey, this is just a Joker story, and this mm -hmm. has nothing to do with anything else. Mm -hmm. We're not tying this into anything. This is just a cool Joker origin movie, mm -hmm. which would be fine with me. Uh, I'm just curious to. Uh, I, I I'm really hoping this one's gonna be really good, and I have right now. I'm excited for it, and I hope it stays that way. Because obviously, people have said it's kind of got like a Norman Bates kind of vibe to it, yeah. especially like with the. The whole part of the beginning where he's like, of the trailer, where he's like, my mom 
always told me like to always put a smile on your face and like you get the scene of him bathing his mother yeah um but also there's a scene of him and Zaze Be- Zaze Beats who's going to be in the movie mm-hmm. where they're at a diner and she's laughing like hey I'm having a good time and he's kind of just sitting there like trying to force a smile you can tell he's trying to smile but at the same time it's like is he unable to smile? Yeah. And I mean, there's a whole backstory of him. Like he's writing jokes down. He's going to a stand-up club. He's the clown that kind of spins the sign in front of the stereo um, shop mm-hmm. that I wonder if this is going to be a story where Joker's a man who kind of a messed up guy. Like you can tell that he's not all there. But then something happens to either his first, probably his mother, then maybe a girl that he really likes. Like maybe Zaze Beats character is like a girl he starts seeing and he really develops feelings for her that that may be something to where you look at it. And if something happens to both of them, kind of sends him down a spiral into madness. And that's how he becomes the Joker or the mom dies. And he becomes the Joker because there's the scene at the end of the trailer where he's in the traditional Joker, Joker suit and he's got roses. The whole in get his up hand. and everything, yeah. So I wonder if that's a scene where maybe the mom had died, he's gone into madness, and he's going to see her because maybe she broke up with him or something may have happened. She's he's going to see her like, hey, we belong together, kind of a thing. I yeah. wonder if that's going to be laced into this movie. Could be at all. Um, my what I'm wondering now is sort of along the lines of yours, mm-hmm. where like you show, show the scene where like the kids steal his sign and then wait, he runs down and like gets hit in the face with it. Or on the, the guys on this on the subway mm-hmm. that beat the shit out of him because he's laughing. Yeah. And like those are things like, but he goes back home to his mom and it's a little unhealthy of a relationship. Mm-hmm. What it seems like because he's not all there, like you said. Like, yeah, like kind of like the Norman Bates thing where you can tell she's got a hold on him. Yeah, which is like, and the only reason I say he's kind of like healthy how, is like, because she looks like she can get around, but he's bathing her. Mama, mama always told me that the foosball is devil. The foosball is devil. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, but no, it's like alligators, you're so honorary because they, they have all them teeth, teeth no, no toothbrush. toothbrush. Basically, the Joker and Bobby Boucher are the same person. Yeah. And, <laughs> could, you remember, could you imagine a Bobby Boucher Joker? Yeah, no, think about that image and go ahead. Batman is the devil. Batman is the devil. <laughs> go ahead, what you were saying, though. No, I mean, because it's a little bit, I say it's a little bit unhealthy the relationship because if, like, they had the scene where he's bathing her, but she's able to get around because they show them dancing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, she. it's not like she can't take care of herself. Oh, no, Unless she she's does, got something wrong up there. She does not look like somebody that That's, has like any disabilities or anything. Or and we could be wrong to, when it comes like maybe she has dementia. Yeah, maybe. Maybe probably. it's one of those. And maybe it's that. Okay, then we'll find out when we see it. And then there's mm-hmm. where like, okay, I it's not as unhealthy of a relationship anymore because he's taking care of her. But like she like I think what happens like he keeps trying to put a smile on his face and mm-hmm. everyone else's by being an entertainer. And when some, maybe something drastic happens to her or mm-hmm. hell, like the one that was keeping him afloat mm-hmm. with all these bad things happening to him was mom. Mom's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, time for the Joker to f- come through. And he just like snaps at the yeah, end. Yeah. As soon as she's gone, kind of like the, the, the 
uh, I don't, I'm going to describe it in an electrical way. Mm-hmm. The fuse snaps and just downhill from there. It's yeah. not even like straight, like, it's not like a switch or on off. It's the fuse snaps and everything just starts to. Because, mm-hmm. like, even at the end, we see the scene of it's got a very Martin Scorsese yes. kind of feel to it. Um, but, like, with the music where he's going down the stairs and, like, da 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 da, and he's, like, tapping with the music. Spend I wonder. Sunshine all over the yeah, place. And, and, I mean, for me, I kind of think about this is. I kind of hope that song's in there now. Yeah, I think it will be. I think so, I too. Think but Both I... of these songs will be in there. And what's the master plan? Like, that to me is, like, with this of, like, I like it because we can speculate about the story so much. It's not going to tell me everything about the movie. But for this, like, even this movie when it was first announced, I was like, do I want this movie? Do I need this movie? Where it's not, this is not something Mm -hmm. that DC usually does. Um, And kind of to lead us on into the next conversation that we'll kind of start here a little bit is that Dave and I on the Shazam review kind of talked about this where this movie is kind of where DC is going. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, we're not going to have a connected universe. Yeah, they're going to be connected as like loosely, in, but it's not going to this movie is not going to lead into this movie where this is something where, hey, Todd Phillips, go ahead, do your thing with it. Do a great job with it. Oh, Shazam over here. You know what? Do a great job with it. Oh, Patty Jenkins over here with Wonder Woman. Do a great job with it. James Wan, do a great job with Aquaman. You're all on your own. Where it's like, let's get these really good directors, like Todd Phillips, who's directing this one, Mm -hmm. has done like Old School, The Hangovers, Due Date, where that is something that I wonder how he's going to bring his style into this movie. Because the Joker... Usually clowns and jokers are funny. Is he going to bring that sense of comedy that he got? Not the same way in The Hangover and Due Date and Old School, but how is he going to bring comedy into this character? Somebody who is trying to be a stand-up comedian, also somebody who is representing a clown, which deals with laughter and deals with happiness in general. Yeah, and that, I mean, I like. I think they're pulling that at least from the. I don't know if it's in the comics at all, mm-hmm. but I know I remember it being in the animated series Joker Origin. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he trying? He was like a chemist trying to be a comedian. I believe the main thing I remember from the animated series is him getting dumped into the vat, mm-hmm. where he gets dumped well, into the vat. And that's I, the only reason he did is because I think he was doing a job with some other mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, and um, he was doing it so he can keep doing his comedy trying to get his comedy mm-hmm. career off the ground instead. Yeah. I mean, with me, I don't completely re- Like, it's been so long since I've seen the animated series. I just remember the that um, that he drops into. But, like, that's, that's the one thing that I, I'll bring up again. That Like, Dave, when I showed him this, he's like, I don't really know if I want this. I don't really know if I want an origin story or an origin pick about the Joker, and that's why I kind of go back to the question is, is Joaquin Phoenix going to be the Joker we truly deserve? Like, is he going to be so good in this role that we look at it and go, holy crap, look at the work that he put in? 
Or are we going to see this movie and go, eh, I, we didn't really need this movie. This was not a movie that we needed. As of now, I'm going to go with, it looks like it, the a really good, it's going to be like a really good Joker movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's one of those things like we'll find out when we finally see it or hell, it might even show itself even more when the mm-hmm. second trailer drops. Yeah, I hope. But as of now, I've got like, OK, this looks like a really good Joker movie. I hope they don't give us too much with it. I hope not either. I hope they really don't give us too much with this because I love how they've just they showed us enough mm-hmm. to show why. Because like the even the thing I'm wondering, too, is like he does the thing where he's like this. With his um, with his fingers kind of making the smile and yeah. it snaps it back, and then he even does it to a kid. To a kid, to where I'm like, ooh, that's giving me real serial killer vibes right there. Yep. Of like, I would not want him anywhere near, anywhere near my child. Um, even if there was a fence kind of separating them. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want. Are we gonna get any Batman references in here? Maybe. The Dark Knight, like mm-hmm. nothing. We're not. Gonna, I don't think we're gonna see you don't the think Batman. We're gonna see Batman? No, but I hear like, well, yeah. I think we'll maybe hear maybe in like a newspaper clipping mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't think we're gonna get full Batman though. Yeah, I mean, this one, it's definitely this trailer piqued my interest, and oh, for I cannot sure. wait to go and check it out later this year in October. Johnny, there's one last thing I want to ask you. This is kind of a little story I'm gonna slip in here. Um, Kind of two quick hitters before we get into the next one that I'm throwing kind of a curveball at you. Mm-hmm. First one, news came out Idris Elba is not going to be playing Deadstroke or Deadshot in Suicide Squad 2. Ooh. He will be playing a new character. The reason why this wasn't an actual topic is I couldn't find who the new character was. Okay. Um, I just want to get your thought because for me, I kind of like this because it opens up a return for Will Smith if they want to bring him yeah. back for Deadshot. Do you think this is the right thing to do for James Gunn and Suicide Squad 2 to not have Alba be Deadshot? I'd say, you know what, yeah, go ahead. Because, I mean, it gives us a new kind of mostly a new lineup mm-hmm. for characters then. I mean, we have Harley Quinn returning, which is the stagnant one mm-hmm. at that point. And yeah. I don't mean stagnant in the band. I mean, like, she's, she's the, the only the, consist- I guess, oh, staple Captain, character. Captain Boomerang's coming back. Captain Boomerang's coming back? Yes, okay, there's is. a second one. But, I mean, you're riding a Harley mm-hmm. Quinn, let's be honest. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the whole thing of when I saw it, it was just one of those things where Will Smith is a big enough actor yeah. to where you don't want to close him out. No, exactly. You I want mean, it to have to where he can either come back for a Suicide Squad 3 or... A Deadshot solo movie. Exactly. You don't want to. You don't want to shut him out. So you may as well like, hey, we can introduce. There's other characters you can introduce. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. the one that they said, talked about. One of the ones they talked about, Dave Bautista, could yes. take over the role. Yeah. Which was uh, I forgot the name of it, but he's the one that uses guns and uh, as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And um, oh, do you remember the name of him? I do not. Okay. I, Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. Is that, yeah. Is that what we were talking about. Yeah, it was a peacekeeper. Yeah. Last one. I'm actually going to show you on my tablet because. I forgot to send you the picture. Of course you did. So, everyone, this will be down below this link. This picture I'm showing you is our first look at Jared Leto as Morbius. Interesting. What do you think? Morbius. That's from uh, Vampire. Yeah, that's for Marvel. That's for for, uh, Sony. Sony. Yeah, the only time we saw... Show me again. The only time we saw Morbius in a movie was in one of the Blade trilogy movies at the very end. Or he was supposed to be in it, but wasn't, I don't think, where 
at the end, I think in a deleted scene, they go onto a roof and in the distance you see Morbius standing there. Um, where it was supposed to be Morbius versus Blade, but then something happened director-wise to where they kind of changed, changed that. that. What do you think of this? Because Jared Leto right now, especially in my mind, has a kind of negative connotation because of what he did to the Joker. He has a pr- right now. It looks like a pre-Morbius instead mm-hmm. of a uh, post-vampire. Yes. So this. So is... I mean, I'm not. I'll, I'll wait and see. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. I'm gonna ignore it until I see something come out because I, mean, I not right now I'm not the biggest fan of uh I don't think he was terrible I'm trying to think was yeah, he I bad in Blade Runner I don't remember his I don't remember his role in Blade Runner I he just, was the villain character I, just, I know I just keep yeah. thinking of Joker though that's <laughs> all Johnny's like I am seethed with Joker but no right. I saw it and I was like you know what this Morbius movie is going to be interesting because Venom was I liked Venom Morbius I wasn't as a kid super into the vampire stuff, and I wasn't super into it. I thought Morbius. it was. I thought it was an interesting arc in the mm-hmm. Spider-Man cartoon when we had yeah. it in our during our youth, and mm-hmm. like I thought it was kind of a cool character. Not one of the ones where like top pick. I'm like, I need Morbius toy or mm-hmm. whatever, but because I think the Instagram post that he posted about it. Let me see if I can pull it up. Because um, the one he posted was a um, moving picture, the GIF. Of it, and it was just something like, peop- it showed the people walking with him standing there. It's like, while everyone walks around and doesn't notice, mm-hmm. I stand still or something like that. Something very cryptic, but like it gives you that first look at Morbius for Jared Leto. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. First off with the Joker, what do you think about it? Joaquin Phoenix's first look at this trailer, is he going to be... A phenomenal Joker, and can you not wait for it? Are you skeptical about it? Let us know what you think down below. And also about the Idris Elba Suicide Squad thing I threw in here at the end, and also the Jared Lebo, Let Lebo, the Leto Morbius image. Let us know what you think down below. And Johnny, let's close out the podcast with another DC topic. Before we get into it, though, I'm going to do what I forgot to do. For the Joker segment. Of course you did. And that is, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash Podcast. We are trying to get ourselves a new studio, this little square box of emotions. Um, usually they're good emotions. Sometimes they're bad emotions here on podcasts. But it is too small. We're trying to get a bigger one, make things better. For you guys, our fans, every dollar moving forward on Patreon will go towards that new studio so check out patreon.com we've got bronze silver and now gold memberships to give you stuff like the mvp podcast a month early you can get access to our discord server mock drafts a week early as well as call-in opportunities and you can select topics for podcasts so check that out down below in the description but johnny let's end the podcast talking a little bit about shazam and branching it out into the Entire kind of DCEU. I'm still going to use that title, although they have stopped claiming it as that. First off, I want to ask they you. They can. I won't. You were on, You were not on the Shazam review. No, I was not. Dave and I saw it early. We wanted to get it out as the movie was coming out. I want to get your thoughts right now very quickly. First off, what your thought of Shazam was. What did you like? What did you didn't like? Overall as a movie, what was it? Uh, I really didn't have a lot of problems with Shazam. 
Um, can't really think of many offhand, but it was just a lot of fun. The whole mm-hmm. thing was a lot of fun. It was one of the ones that DC did right and stayed, I would say, in as little as I know about Shazam, stayed true to the character. Mm-hmm. I mean, DC it, fans, correct me if I'm wrong. It was like a superhero version of Big without yeah. Tom Hanks, but with Zachary Levi. Yeah. Who played the per- character perfectly. Yeah, and he did. It was it was interesting to see an adult play mm-hmm. uh, like the mentality of a, ki- a 14-year-old mm-hmm. getting superpowers. Here's the other things I'm going to ask you, just so we have them on the record so you can't dodge them. Out of five lightning bolts, what would you give it? I'm, I'm going to refer to my lawyer. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to refer to my lawyer over here, uh, Dr. Silvana. Dr. Silvana over here, who's my lawyer. Go ahead and take it, doctor. <laughs> um, no, I give five out of five lightning bolts out of five. Nice. You and I giving it the same score. What did Dave give uh, it? Dave gave it a four. Well, fine. Yeah, Dave, Dave gave it a 4.5. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding, but yeah. Yeah, Dave gave it a 4.5. I gave it a five. You gave it a five. Last question I'm going to ask you before we get to the real thing I'm going to talk about is who would be your show stealer? Zachary Levi. All right. So we're all on the same page. All I mean, three to be of us able gave to, it to Zachary Levi. To be, I, I would like the kid that played Billy Batson is an honorable mention in mm-hmm. my book, but yeah, Zachary I, Levi. Be, the, honor, be, the honorable mention for me was Adam Brody, who played uh, one of the older um, kids. Shit, I'm not going to say that. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, there was someone else that I would have given it to, but like the honorable mention I'm talking yeah. about. I'm not going to say it, though, because you yeah. might have noticed there was a jump cut there. Ricky, and spoilers. <laughs> we need to get like a sound effect for your spoilers. So here's what. Spo- 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 spoilers. If I had a higher pain tolerance, I would think about this. Yeah. Sean has posed this question. So Sean on the fast break has said we should get him a shock collar. Yeah. And every time he talks too fast, we just shock him. Yeah. Basically, same thing with me. Put the shock collar around my neck. Every time I think about a spoiler, like it's it's telepathically linked up with my mind every time i go to think about a spoiler i get shocked and i just get shocked in the neck a little bit not enough to hurt me but enough to be like hey hey idiot don't do that we'll do it but we'll put the shock collar somewhere else no we're not putting it there i know where you're thinking we are not putting it there Ricky, I, I, would, I would like to have kids someday, it would, Johnny. But it would really get you to not do spoilers, Johnny. Not. I would like to have kids someday. No, Ricky, Ricky, sorry, spoilers. Yeah, no, we're, no, we're not doing that. But what I want to go into <laughs> is kind of a greater discussion of so the last few DC movies we've seen: Shazam, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, even the new trailer that we talked about with the Joker yes. minutes ago. It seems like DC is getting it right, and Dave and I, I kind of had think a discussion about this on the Shazam review, and I wanted to have this discussion with you. Yeah. Also, no. The question? <laughs> no, I don't want to have this discussion with you. You already did it with Dave. Why would you? Want no, to I don't want me? your secondhand discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want your sloppy, your sloppy <laughs> podcast seconds. But here's the question I want to ask you: Did Shazam prove? That we no longer need to worry about DC movies I'm or not, about DC anymore. I'm going to say they've started to hit their stride so mm-hmm. far when it comes to Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam, Shazam. now. Yes, but I'm not going to say they've proven that they can do movies right yet until like 
they consistently keep doing movies right mm -hmm. because I, I need more than just these three. So three's not enough for you. Three's not enough because remember, three is not a company. Three's not. Well, let's remember because you also you even had problems with Justin's League because it has Wonder oh, Woman. I'm saying like from the solo. Eh, yeah, you're right. Wonder Woman came out before Justice yeah, League. Yeah, so you had Wonder Woman, which hit it, hit it hard, mm -hmm. hit it well. But then you had Justice League, which wasn't terrible, mm -hmm. but as you put it, it wasn't that good. Like, it wasn't great. Yeah, it was a B-plus movie. B, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, then they went back down. Then they did Aquaman. Fantastic movie again. Mm -hmm. And then they did Shazam now. Okay, you got two in the pocket. Let's see what happens with Joker and what other movies you... Because we don't know... It looks promising, but mm -hmm. so did BVS. Yeah, and from what we're looking at here is this is the upcoming schedule because Wonder Woman was good. Aquaman I loved. Like, yeah, so did so I. So instead, instead of using Wonder Woman as the start, because you're right, Justice League was after Wonder Woman, um, let's use Aquaman as the start. Okay. And the reason why I originally wanted this was I was thinking Wonder Woman, so I'm like, oh, that's three good movies. Yet again, wasn't thinking Justice League was in the middle. Yeah, you forget. It's fine. You forgot. So Aquaman, Aquaman and Shazam, two in a row. Two, I would agree, is not like a consistent thing. No. Here are the movies, and this is from Collider.com, that we've got lined up for DC. Okay. First one's Todd Phillips' Joker, which we just talked about today. And so far it looks promising, but I'm not going to say yes Af until we see it After one trailer, it looks good. Yes. Then we've got... In 2020, Birds of Prey. Okay. Which we've gotten one look at the characters. We all look at characters, but that, nothing else. That one is kind of like, okay, what are we going to get from that? I'm still a little gun shy because the last thing I saw Harley Quinn in was not very good. It wasn't her fault, but it wasn't very good. No, it wasn't her fault. Then later in 2020, we've got Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. I'm assuming, like, that one has enough track record to where I'm like, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I think so. You've got Patty Jenkins coming okay, back. Yeah. You've got Gal Gadot coming back. I forgot about Patty Jenkins. Like, the crew's coming back for another Wonder Woman movie. The first one was good. The only one I'm wondering about is, um, oh, who's playing Cheetah? Uh, Wig. Christian yes, Wig. I've not seen her in a role like that. A little, ser little more serious role. A little more role. serious role. Mm -hmm. So, I'll wait and see. Here's, oh, excuse me, what happens Here's with that? the big domino yes. for me. To where, because... I'm gonna skip. Don't, I'm gonna skip one. At least label them. List them off, though. So the one I'll skip. Come back to Batman. The Batman. The Batman. In 2021. The Batman. We're gonna come back to that, but I'm gonna skip it yeah. for right now. The Suicide Squad, which is scheduled for 2021. That one I'm not as nervous about because thank you, James Gunn. Um, he's probably gonna yeah. make it amazing. Um, so I'm not worried about that. Plus. Like Idris Elba is a good actor. Mm -hmm. If they get Dave Bautista, I love Dave Bautista from his work as Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. Even like the movie My Spies. Yeah, it looks that, good. Or My Spy, I should say. My Spy looks good. It looks hilarious. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to go see it. Um, reminded me a little bit of like the game plan or the Tooth Fairy. Like, yeah. ooh, Batista's becoming the Rock now, <laughs> um, where he's uh, he's got to start off in those movies before he can get his fast and little, furious. Got started in a movie with a little kid that kind of uh, gives him the runaround, basically. Um, and both of those movies, a little girl, um, yeah, which was the opposite character. Then Aquaman two in twenty twenty two. 
I like Aquaman one. James Wan should be like if they don't get him to come back for this one, that'll be the biggest negative yeah. that I think going in. But like should be fine there. The trench, that's gonna be interesting. We've I would talked like to about see that. that before. Um and then obviously the Flash, Batgirl, Green Lantern Corps, New Gods. We don't have dates for all of these. Just all like these are all being planned. They're on yeah, the Yeah. The rest of them are just really like ones where, oh, we've been planned, but I haven't really heard anything about them. So I want to go back to the Batman because okay. that to me is the crux of this argument because right now I feel like with DC, it's great that you did well with Wonder Woman. It's great that you did well with Aquaman, Aquaman and Shazam. But the one they really need to hit on, Matt Reeves needs to hit on the Batman. Yeah. Because for DC, your pillars of your movies are Superman and Batman. And the last two images we got of those, BVS, Man of Steel. Those are the last two Batman Superman appearances that we've seen that were not Justice League. Because Justice yeah. League okay. was a concoction. I was going to wait and see if you mentioned Justice well, League. I moved Justice League to the side because both BVS and Man of Steel were Zack Snyder films, which go and check out our discussion on last Zack week. Snyder yeah. that we had last week. Um, I thought it was a great discussion, although yeah. Zack Snyder fans were a little upset at yeah, me. Yeah, they didn't like that. Um, I'm assuming that's where all the downvotes came from were yeah. Zack Snyder fans. But I pushed Justice League to the side because I don't know if I could put it. I, I can't grade it the same as BVS and uh, Man of Steel because they brought in Joss Whedon. And it was like a two-headed monster mm-hmm. kind of fighting over what do we use here, what do we use there instead of, hey, this was one person's film. It's yeah. kind of like what I think Guardians 3 would be if Disney didn't decide to bring James Gunn back. Yeah. But on a worser scale, because James Gunn is better than Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what? I, I'd say instead of, like, three, like you're, you were talking, I'd say mm-hmm. you give me five consistently good movies. Because, like, we, 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 were still, oh, what, we were still unsure about Marvel until Avengers. True. Like, it's like, okay, Iron Man was good. But there were no, here's the different thing. Yeah. There were no expectations because I Marvel know. I, didn't have anything to base They all had B-list heroes from the comics mm-hmm. to, like, you, no one really knew them that well unless you were a comic book fan yeah. at that time. Like and even, I, like, Iron Man, it was like, I knew who Iron Man exactly. was, but I didn't have a predisposition like I had, I thought was, of I Iron was the weird kid that actually once in a while checked out the Iron Man cartoon because I'm like, oh shit, there's an Iron Man cartoon. Mm-hmm. And that's how I knew there was an Iron Man. I didn't really read uh, the comics until... Damn. Iron Man, clunk, clunk. Ah, I probably, I'll be am. honest, I didn't. Iron Man. Exactly. I, I love, I, that's ah, the only thing from that. And then guitar solo, 90s Did, guitar solo. Didn't we technically have a Hulk too? Yeah. Hulk smash. Yeah, for me it was basically, the only the only two were Spider-Man and X-Men. Yeah, those were. That was the one. I don't remember if the Hulk actually had a uh, guitar solo, which was weird for the nineties. Yeah, all of me. Iron Man did. Iron, Iron Man, Man did because they like did they did Bat- it. Batman didn't. It didn't need it though. Exactly. It didn't need it. Well, because both of those were uh, like John Williams 
freaking yes. scores right there. Be- Actually, no. Who did Danny Elfman and did the Batman one? Yes, he did. And then John Williams did the Superman one. Yep. Oh, he did do the Superman one. Yeah, he did. Because I'm also looking up here really quick, just to throw in intermittent to your thought. But oh yeah, let me just just yeah, go ahead. intermittent really quick, just to give it a base. Uh, yeah. By the time Man of Steel came out, which was 2013, I want to find an exact date really quick. Um, it was June of 2013. So June 14th of 2013. That was a month after Iron Man three. Okay. So Iron Man three was. May of 2013, and then I and then Man of Steel was June I, 2013. What I was saying earlier is, I get it. We had a predisposition. We had an idea mm-hmm. like what Batman and Superman should be. Yeah. And really, out of all those, we really only got a Superman origin movie. And I like when I compare it to Marvel, I get it. Like I said, we started Marvel start. And I say Marvel, I mean Disney Marvel. They got a head so, start, so they know mm-hmm. they kind of had a head start because we started with B rated characters, and because we didn't have a pre. Um, idea like an, we had a uh, didn't have a what was the word you used disposition that was it predisposition? a predisposition of them pre, we had a predisposition of what the character uh, hero mm-hmm. should be but I again we had our like doubt at first you go see Iron Man you see these ones are like okay these are good movies mm-hmm. but you're like kind of skeptical until like we hit Avengers we're like okay Marvel's doing good it also I think helped Marvel that they couldn't use their heavy hitters. Yeah. They couldn't use Spider-Man. And that's they what I'm saying. That's X-Men. why I said I said B-list heroes. Yeah, where Batman and Superman. When it came to popularity, B-list throughout heroes. Throughout the 90s, we were like we and were that, introduced to them through the an- both animated series. That comes down to the predisposition. The yeah. And that, that's what I think. And is, that's what I'm saying, though, is, yeah, I get it. We Taking out the predisposition, that's yeah. the only thing, is... Yeah, Marvel didn't have to worry much about much about the predisposition. Mm-hmm. But again, like it was like we we waited till it, till the Avengers to go. Okay, Marvel's doing really good. So I'd say go five movies mm-hmm. in when they because they look at they're they're doing well now. Now that they're not using Batman, Superman, they've mm-hmm. got Wonder Woman was good. Yeah, we had Justice League, but now they have um, Aquaman, Shazam. Those were really good movies. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, The Walking Phoenix Joker is going to be really good. It yeah. does so far, but that's the only first trailer. And then give me two more movies after that that are just as good as the first two. Mm-hmm. And you got your five movies. Then I'll say, okay, DC's hitting their stride. They're doing well now. Now, question for you yeah, is do you think that maybe having Jeff Johns on for those movies could be looked back as a bad thing? And not a good thing. For which movies was he with? You're talking like Man of Steel, BVS, like all of that. That all comes down to how much did they listen to him, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they listened to him, how much input he had. And, I mean, he's mostly known for Green Lantern, am I correct? Yes. Like that – he's written a, a lot of, but like the Green Lantern stories are the ones that I'd really – associate with like blackest night yeah i don't know how much he did with superman how much he did with batman Mm -hmm. i don't know so i can't say and also like i said it also comes down to how much they listen to him Mm -hmm. he knows these characters fairly well especially i would hope they would like really bring him in for a high part like a heavy and important part when they do the green lantern Corps, because Mm -hmm. he is the guy to ask about all this stuff yeah and i mean the thing that i kind of look at now is like you've got we talked about Walter Hamada when he came in 
and replaced um, John Berg. And, of course, they say, like, John's works closely with Hamada. Like, right here, um, with John still working closely with Hamada on future productions, mm-hmm. um, where Jeff Johns is more so kind of having an influence on the TV side of things with the DC streaming service. Yeah. Um, like, he's going to be, I believe, like, he's had his hand in Titans. He's going to be writing Stargirl um, for the DC Universe app. And for me, I just kind of think into it, looking also at his comics, just so that we can get that. He's got he's written like Doomsday Clock. He did write a version of Superman in 2014 and 2015. He's written Justice League of Americas. He wrote Aquaman, JLA's, Green Lantern, Blackest Night. Um I'm trying to see, did he had a couple Flash runs in the early 2000s, and obviously Teen Titans as well. Um, so the only time he's had a Batman, I believe, is when he's had the Superman. Oh, no, he did write Batman Earth 1, um, which had volume 1 in 2012 and then 2015. So he d- has had a run with all these characters at some point. Funny thing, too, he's actually written for Marvel Comics as well. Has he really? He's written... Um, Two episode, two issues of Ultimate Ultimate X Men hmm. in the early two thousands. Um, wrote a four issue um, thing series in two thousand two, and then wrote uh, issue fifty seven to fifty six of the Avengers from th- two thousand two to two thousand and four. Wow! Two with Marvel Comics before going over to DC or vice versa was kind of maybe working with both. Yeah. But that to me is another thing of with DC early on, they never had like Marvel didn't find their stride until it was like here is Kevin Feige. Yeah, well, Kevin Feige was always at the top, but it was like it wasn't until like Phase Two, Phase Three, where it was like here is Kevin Feige. He lets the Russos do what they do. He knows the Russos are good. But here's our plan, and I got to make sure we stick to that plan. Yeah, I think where it kind of seemed like maybe a Jeff Johns and a Zack Snyder didn't have the same type of relationship that Feige and the Russos have. Yeah, and I feel like when you say Marvel, like yeah, they probably hit it around um, mid. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, phase two, mm-hmm. mid phase two was like where they were strong, and that's like okay, now Marvel's really, really got it. Like they were, they were like they made huge impact, like. To where, okay, I think Marvel's going to keep doing good movies um, when it comes to, like, when I, they when they hit Avengers. I would say Winter, Sol- uh, Winter Soldier's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's what I'm um, saying. Like, mid-Phase 2. Yeah, exactly. We're then right after that, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, and then that kind of took us into... Phase 3. Phase 3, which started Doctor off... Doctor Strange, with, we had... It uh, started off with Civil War, though, Civil which kind of set the table for everything. Yeah, but then there's, like, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Dude. Thor Ragnarok. Every, I'll say every single Ant-Man movie. and the Wasp, and then we got hit hard with Infinity War. Every single movie of Phase 3 it's, has been a hitter. It's it been is. a banger. Like... Civil War, banger. Doctor Strange, banger. Volume 2 for Guardians, banger. Homecoming, absolute banger. Thor Ragnarok, amazing. Um, Black Panther, great movie. Infinity War, oh my god, we Drop cried. the fucking beat. Exactly. Like The only the worst movie of Phase 3, I would say, and this isn't like a big knock, but it to me would be the lowest rated movie for me, 
Captain Marvel. Like, but all of and like by, you said, not a big box. By knock. saying that, it's like, ooh, it was a three, three point five out of like a five. Like that would be the lowest rated one. It's like, oh, it was average. It was good, but it was average. Um, hoping Endgame isn't anything like that, and Endgame is closer to that five. Than I'm pretty sure Endgame is probably going to be at the five. But yeah, like it. I look at that and I go, you know what? Actually, I'll ask you this really huh. quickly off the top of because I see this poll here on this website, and we're going <laughs> to vote together. I'll take your answer. Favorite Phase 2 Marvel movie? God, I want to say Infinity War, but like Thor Phase Mar- 2. Phase 2. Phase 2. Uh, what was Phase 2 again? So Ant-Man. Iron Man 3, Dark World, Winter Soldier, Guardians 1, Ultron, or Ant-Man? Ooh, it's... Uh, fuck, I either want... It's Dark World, right? It's got to be Dark World. No, it's either um, it, uh, Winter Soldier or Guardians. We'll, we'll do Guardians. Okay. The reason why we'll do Guardians is they are trailing Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. 64% of people... Say no, Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. 6,000, 6,400 votes for Winter Soldier, 5,500 votes for Guardians of the well, Galaxy. Well, they got one more vote now. They got one more vote. Um, the lowest out of everything is Dark World, 434. Wow. Iron Man 3, 532. So they're kind of close. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, like going even going back to DC, I feel like this is DC... And Shazam kind of proves it to me. They're hitting their stride to where I, me personally, I'm not as worried as I once was. Yeah. When it came to DC, the worry's been lowered, but I won't say they've hit their stride or anything mm-hmm. until I see like four to five consistently good movies. Wow. So for you, it's not three movies doesn't give it to me yet. So here, just to map things out, so yeah. everyone has this on record. So for Johnny. To say they've hit their stride. We've already got Aquaman and Shazam. That's two. Yep. That means Joker needs to be, what, at least a four out of five? Yeah. Then you need Birds of Prey to be a four out of five. And then Wonder Woman. So that'd be five. No, no. After you get Joker... Oh, that's four. Yeah, out of five. If it's out of five, if it's five of them, it's got to be the next wonder by the next Wonder Woman yeah. movie. If it's four, honestly, it could be. It could change when if like mm-hmm. maybe Joker knocks it out of the park, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Okay, I was wrong. Yeah, maybe I'll it's say right now. Maybe it's three. Maybe it's like mm-hmm. that, and then like Birds of Prey gets a uh, like a four out of five. And I go, okay. So for you, that's the, the four. for you, the next three are the most crucial. Yeah, whatever they do in the next three mm-hmm. will make or break if they are on their stride or not. To me, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Birds of Prey will be the one to break, break, make or break it. If they're on because the stride. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. After the that Joker trailer, I think it's going to be a good movie. I do too. Like, I get what people say. So oh, the trailers can be misleading. I did say that. I one. think it's going to be a good movie. They got a good director. Plus, yeah. with Shazam, the Shazam trailers were really effing good. And guess what? Shazam was really effing good. I know. The only reason I brought it up, just so we don't forget that, BVS did the same thing. So you got to be a little weary. But we've gotten past that, and they have gotten better since then. And I'll also say that, too. I got two words for you, Jamie. Huh. Zack Snyder. I know. I know. I'm just going to throw that out. There. I know, and I'm like, just saying, I th- right now, I'm not going to say, like, uh, what I'm saying is, right now, from what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. Joker's going to be great. It looks like it's going to be a great movie. 
I'm gonna wait and see another another trailer before I make like the official hundred percent decision on that. And with the next three movies, I do want to throw this out as yeah. I am now. Now I've got some ammo to defend DC with. So you look at James Wan, unproven. He hit it with Aquaman. Yes, he did. If he's directing Aquaman two, I will not worry. No. Uh, David F. Sandberg, I believe, was the director of um, Shazam, which was interesting. I didn't tell you this going in. So his last two big movies before Shazam mm-hmm. were horror movies. Really? So that is a reason why wow. the Seven Deadly Sins, why those horror parts of that, like those characters were so well were so done. good. Like go see the movie. They were so good. Yeah. Like amazingly. Um, whereas Todd Phillips, I mentioned earlier in this podcast, had or he had old school, the hangover, due date, like that kind of a comedy to where he's had movies, like especially the hangover trilogy. Mm-hmm. He's had movies that have banged out. Also, Patty Jenkins, she's already proven herself in my mind with Wonder Woman 1. The question for me, and yet again, this is something that we talked about, too, when we've had conversations comparing Marvel to DC. The big question for me is going to be Kathy Yan, who is the um, director of Birds of Prey, because the only thing she has directed that is a full-length picture is called Dead Pigs. It's a movie from 2008. It's a comedy drama family movie, and it's a movie from China. So it didn't even come over here mm. in the U.S. They were released in China January 25th of 2000. And, oh, it actually released in China this year. So it says 2018, but it's got a China release date. Um, well, movie had Zaza Beats in it. Hmm. Yeah, it had Zaza Beats in it. Um, so it looks like a Chinese movie that came out in 2019 was done in 2018. She's going to be the question mark for me because you're getting a big movie right now. You're getting Birds of Prey. You're getting Margot Robbie. You're getting all the – you're getting basically Ewan McGregor in a movie. Yes, can help carry it, but what's that style going to be like? Exactly. And that's why I say Birds of Prey will be the make it or break it for this any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, I I mean, I really hope DC does well, because if they do well, mm-hmm. it's not a Marvel against DC. It's do well for all the fans. Mm-hmm. And I also thought I hit the camera. Apparently, I didn't. Oh, oh well, so looking at our logo for a while. We've been looking at the logo for a while, but it's okay. We're doesn't matter to the audio the listeners anyways. Yeah, we're wrapping up the podcast right now. So thank you guys for checking out this podcast. Make sure you tell us everything you think about what we talked about down below, especially if you're on YouTube with this one, if you're on podcast services around the world with everything we talked about game of thrones the joker movie and now kind of our little shazam dc kind of outlook with this um check out patreon.com backslash most of podcast that's your how you're going to help support us make sure we can get our new studio quicker than we would like to we got bronze silver and gold memberships for you guys you can check those out down below in the description make sure to also rate and review the rick and johnny podcast on itunes and apple Podcasts. every five star rating really helps us out gets us into the ears of more people want to thank you guys actually first off follow us on twitter johnny i'm gonna let you say your twitter handle war machine 9085 i am at ricky widmer most valuable podcast is at most valuable pod but as always stay true thank you guys for watching youtube thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world and as always Have a good day, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.